0: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome back to Rotowire's signature NHL hockey pod, podcast with Statsman and AJ. Friends, I'm Paul Bruno in Toronto, Ontario, and you can follow me at Statsman22. AJ shows is alongside from Madison, Wisconsin, and you can follow him at Scholes 24 AJ, we were talking off the air. We're in almost into December, and there's no snow on the ground at either end of, of this phone call. And uh, I'm pretty pleased about that.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not disappointing myself either. Although the uh, the northern part of uh, Wisconsin is about to get slammed, sounds like it could be upwards of a foot of snow. Uh, but down here on the on the southern portion of the state in Madison, where uh, we're flying through. But uh, Paul, let's just get into it, man. I know you got a lot to say about the Leafs and and Mike Babcock and and the coaching change there. So why don't you? Give us a, a go on that, and I'll be back in about 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> very good. Well, we also want to make an announcement to our listeners that we have an agreement with a, one of a local radio station here in Toronto, an FM station, 105.9 The Region. They've been really good to me, AJ, and they've decided to let our show ride on their airwaves as well. So a nod to them, and uh, thank you very much for your support over there at 105.9. A lot of, a lot of great people that I've gotten to know. And uh, I encourage people that they can draw this signal in. They got great music that they put in uh almost 24 7 a lot of great shows the uh, talk shows that are on and they have our our podcast in their portal so uh really thankful to the region 105.9 fm here in uh, north toronto but we have to talk about the leafs aj there's a lot of news around mike babcock's departure and he's been getting vilified uh, for the way he treated a uh, young mitch marner a couple of years ago forcing him to come up with a list of players that he didn't think were hard-working players and then uh the 19-year-old complied, and then uh, Babcock shared the information with the the team, and certainly that ruffled a lot of feathers in the dressing room, Uh, but he's done this before, apparently, these tactics with the veterans and so on. Uh, Hendrik Zetterberg weighed in uh, this morning, and uh, as a matter of fact, on Tuesday morning, here I I saw a note that zetterberg said yeah he wrote us hard but you know he was trying to get the most out of us and and uh, we gave it back to him too it was a give and take kind of a thing uh, the way i read it and uh, the hard line that that badcock took was designed to get results uh, a tactic that can be questioned in many circles and uh, you know even the fact that i was talking to you aj off the air about the way he's gone out of his way to spend some time with austin matthews in the summers in phoenix to try and work with matthews to become a 200 foot player well it seems to me that he's not gotten through to to The Leafs' uh, superstar, because uh, he's really suspect in his own end, I still find, and and uh, and he's made some comments too that uh, imply to me that he wasn't really happy with the way he was deployed by by his coach from time to time. So uh, all things though have seemed to take a turn for the better with the new coaching system under Sheldon Keith. He's given them free reign, and guys like Matthews and and uh, particularly Tyson Berry have really taken full advantage of this. So I hope there's better days ahead for for the club, but I wonder about the future of. uh, Uh, A coach that i think is down for the hockey hall of fame
0: yeah absolutely it is interesting you know the game uh the game changes as as time goes on and and it's a it's a challenge for for players you know veteran players veteran coaches to kind of adapt uh to that and we've seen that with you know with contracts lately that things are getting younger and younger you know gone are the days uh you know when mike babcock was in detroit you're talking about Mid to late 20 guys finally getting called up from the AHL um, and, and working with those vets who kind of grinded down in the minors first. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of guys who were making the jump straight, you know, from juniors to the to the NHL. Um, and the, the, so the game's kind of changed and it's, it's got younger in that sense and you need to find ways to, to relate to that. So, um, it'll be interesting. I agree. It'll be interesting to see where he lands next. Uh, one of the most intriguing options I've heard tossed out there is a, a move to the KHL that, uh, there would be a number of clubs that would be, uh, interested in having a, a coach of his caliber show up there and oh by the way he would still get his five million a year from uh, the maple Leafs while coaching probably for a similar price tag in the khl so that wouldn't be a bad paycheck on a nightly basis that's for sure isn't that
1: crazy aj well we want to jump into our show but before we do that you have the usual weekly reminder for our listeners
0: yeah, just that uh, that reminder that if you have questions about your lineups, fantasy, hockey, or just hockey in general, you can tweet at us and we'll answer those questions for you. Uh, as Paul mentioned, you can follow me at AJ two 24 and you can follow Paul the Statsman at Statsman22.
1: All right, AJ, let's dive in. There were a bunch of games last night, so we're going to refer to some of the events that happened during the games that involved so many of the teams. Uh, normally, it's only two or three games, but there were seven tilts last night. Uh, so Anaheim was in one of them. They uh, took a shutout win uh, over... Over the Islanders last night, a rare loss for for the visitors. I think it was the first in regulation in, in about uh, since the ice age or something like that. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk in numbers today about people that are rising and falling in terms of weekly uh, drops and ads in, in leagues around uh, the fantasy space and adam henrique draws my attention his ownership is down despite the fact he's a top six center he's not been scoring of late and that's the reason why he's now five on a five game pointless streak following last night's game you need production from the top six guys and they're not getting them from him but uh, they they're doing enough to to win uh, more often than they lose it seems uh, of late uh, although uh, it was a one two and one week the last uh, last eight days for this club. Uh, Other news around them, Troy Terry, uh, a guy who's not really scoring too much, only four points in 23 games played. They're searching for answers to try and fill their roster in the top six. He's going to get a a look on the right wing on the top line, so he'll be a very cheap play uh, in that slot in DFS if you're looking to fill out your rosters a guy that might make a little more sense is Mark Jones three goals and one helper last week in his last seven games now on the left wing on the second line uh, another attempt to change things up and and uh, juice this offense a little bit uh, on the blue line Jacob Larson is a guy that that might uh, draw interest because he's playing with Camp Fowler and Fowler is red hot right now uh, but but Larson contributes hits and block shots with regularity. And we know that that's a, a part of the FanDuel scoring system. So it could be a really sneaky play if Larson finds his way to, uh, towards some offense paired with Fowler in that mix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's kind of a theme uh, that you're hitting on here, Paul, is that there's a there's a couple of players in season long that, that I think you take a look at. But after that, there's just so much inconsistency with the line combinations, with who's even yeah. uh, in the lineup from night to night, that really it becomes more of a, a DFS team in that sense. Um, you know, I would say Hampus Lindholm, Ryan Getzlaff, even he- Adam Henrique. Jakob Silverberg are probably the guys I would generally say are your season-long guys. They're pretty locked into their roles. Um, But other than that, it kind of moves around. Uh, You know, guys will be top six one night, bottom six another. You know, Andre Case is a player that's played top minutes with Getzloff. And now, right now, we have him on the third line with Sam Steele. Uh, And so because of that, you know, kind of flip around, I think you really need to pick and choose your spots here with this team right now.
1: And you might say the same for Arizona, though they are winning way more than they lose. They're 2-1-1 one and one in the last uh, week, and uh, one of their uh, scoring leaders uh, of the last year and a half, Clayton Keller, his ownership is down about 4% to 59% overall. He's only got one assist in his last six games played. You need much more than that from the top six guys, and this guy's capable of getting hot and, and putting up a point-of-game pace for long stretches. So right now it's not happening. He'll be very cheap in DFS play, but Uh, I don't know if I'd be picking him the way he's going right at the moment. Nick Schmaltz is another guy that's ownership is down. He's got eight assists in his last 13 games played, but it's the zero goals. For a guy who's playing center minutes on the top line uh, they need much more from him otherwise they're going to need to be pitching shutouts or one goal against to have a shot in these games and to that point Antti Ranta is trying to get a bigger share of the net and he had a great week last week two wins and a shutout in his two starts pushing for more time as Devin Dubin Dubnik falters a little bit he lost two uh, last week allowing six goals against and so there is a bit of a goalie uh, situation there but it's good news because they're really pushing each other in a positive way another guy who uh, a couple of guys worth noting here oliver ekman larson scoreless in his last five games this guy's only got nine points in 25 games aj way below his career norms and uh, if you paid for this guy in uh, preseason, you probably paid too much for what you're getting right now. And uh, another guy that might fit that mold is Phil Kessel. He snapped a a long uh, 10-game goalless drought, but he's picked up four points in his last six games. So maybe Phil the Thrill is ready to get on another roll.
0: Yeah, it it seems like hopefully, uh, you know, for fantasy owners of of Kessel's out there, that that things are starting to roll. Uh, One guy who is having kind of the reverse going on right now is Connor Garland. He's got 10 goals on the year uh, in 25 games and really uh, has been, uh, you know, quite a stud. But if you look at his, you know, like his game log that we have up on RotoWire, you'll see these kind of chunks of time. He previously went five games without a goal uh, and then picked it up again. He's currently in a three game drought there so uh, this is another player he's getting a a good amount of minutes on the power play so plenty of opportunities his shot rate is still pretty decent considering he hasn't scored in three games so I do really like him uh, kind of in all formats right now I think you know in some season-long leagues uh, you probably could get a you know maybe a chance to to pick him up if you're kind of bogged down with injuries right now thinking about guys that you need uh, to kind of fill in kind of temporarily for you I think Connor Garland of Arizona might be a good guy to look at
1: well you mentioned uh, injury situations and there's one that's cropped up very recently in Boston that might be a bit of a concern Patrice Bergeron is going to miss the next two games with a lower body injury and typically that might scare you away from the other guys on the top on the top line but not so much in Boston. Brad Marchand continues to score with great regularity among the league leaders in points and uh, seven points last week in the three games they played. David Pasternak chipped in with his usual three goals and one assist. They played around David Krejci uh, about a week ago for a couple of games and they didn't miss a beat. I expect that change to be uh, another one we can look forward to so maybe Krejci has some value and uh, certainly his ownership is up a tick five percent to 73 percent overall and he's rolling right now with eight points in the last six games so I really like david Krejci and dfs right now particularly if he moves up to that first line another big fellow that's doing very well of late is the venerable uh, zedeno chara his ownership is up to 43 percent after a six percent rise last week he's picked up five five points in his last seven games played a pretty good run for for the old man and uh, another defenseman that's scoring uh, has an uptick is uh Grizzlick is uh, up his ownership is up to 11% overall he also has five points in his last seven games so the rear guard is really chipping in here and behind all that Tuka Rask has uh, three wins but I think he might get a rest tonight so keep an eye on that goalie situation we'll address that in our DFS segment in all likelihood Uh, the issue here is that uh, they've got five guys on the IR and uh, Yarohalak didn't play last week because he was dealing with an illness but apparently he might be ready to go and uh, face the Canadians
0: so one of the things that we do at RotoWire, like the biggest thing we do, is look out for those goalie confirmations. Unfortunately for us, Boston has been really great all season. They actually announced that yesterday, so you'll get Halak tonight uh, in the in the pipes, then you get Rask tomorrow uh, for the tail end of the back to back. That's great for building your DFS lineups, especially you know you want that certainty until it's not so certain and Halak gets sick and you forget to check back on your lineup and you have to run with the lines that has no goalie. Fortunately, that lineup still did okay for me. Uh, I had enough other guys in there uh, and was playing in a a multiplier and so still managed to hit the top half and double up without a goaltender, which is pretty surprising. Uh, But in terms of, you know, that Bergeron injury, it kind of sounds like we might be looking at a, NBA style load management situation going on here um it's the same issue that cropped up before if it's kind of a nagging persistent thing you could see situations where um you know bergeron gets a few games off comes back and plays especially with the team rolling they don't necessarily need him every night um i'm a little surprised he's not playing either of the games in the back-to-back but Uh, Really, if if this does linger, I wouldn't be surprised where we see him taking off, you know, maybe the second game of back to backs, which is, uh, you know, something we haven't really seen in the NHL uh, too often. But, you know, for a 34 year old center who you want healthy in the playoffs, it might be worth it to shut him down from time to time if this is some sort of long term, you know, nagging issue that uh, they want to get resolved at the end of the year uh, in the future
1: so it might be worthwhile to see who's going to be climbing up the depth chart along with Krejci there Car- Charlie Coyle is the guy right now that slides into that second role too so it behooves you to keep an eye on that center situation because it looks like it'll be pretty pretty fluid to your point AJ on we go to the Buffalo Sabres and again they played last night and uh, they uh, they uh, will go again uh, there yeah, they got a busy week with a back to back against the Leafs later on in the week that could be critical for them too uh But in terms of the news on this team, Carter Hutton's ownership is down 5%. He's on a personal six-game winless streak uh, heading into last night's action. So I'm not really sure who started in that one, AJ. Maybe you can fill us in. Jack Eichel, uh, goal four helpers, six goals, and four assists in his last five games before yesterday's tilt. They have six guys on the IR, and that's a big big problem here. This team needs all hands on deck to be competitive in their absence. They have forced some guys to take on bigger roles. One is Connor Sheary. Uh, up, uh, moving up the roster in the li- uh, right wing. He's picked up assists in his last two games played and has been a capable scorer when moving up in the, in the roster in previous situations. But a youngster named Erasmus Asplund, a second round pick in 2016, he has eight points in 13 games played in the AHL and has been called up to play center on the second line. So far, he's been pointless in five NHL games. But uh, give us the straight dope on the Sabres that you see, AJ.
0: Yeah, I'll start with Carter Hutton there. Uh, did He get did get the start last night after being benched, uh, essentially for uh, Linus Olmark in the three previous games, and comes out, gives up five goals on 29 shots. Uh, not a banner outing for him. Now, I'll give him a little bit of leeway. It was on the road against Tampa. Um, that is a tough club to, to beat. And you look at his last four outings, though, they've all been for lack of a better term, abysmal, Uh, gave up four or more goals in each of them. Again, two road matchups with Tampa Bay. So right now, the coaching staff not really setting him up for success in those uh, contests, but he continues to struggle. And at this point, I think it's fair to say that Omar's going to be the number one for them moving forward now because... Uh, you know they bench Hutton for a couple games hoping he'll be ready hoping he'll be rested and then he gets completely shelled uh, in that that second game of a back-to-back so I would expect he'll be back on the bench uh, moving forward
1: all right I mean go on to Calgary they visited your Pittsburgh Penguins you'll have a lot to say about the team that won that game last night but the Flames they continue to struggle and uh, they lost another one on the road T.J. Brody returning this week, that's a bit of good news to help stabilize this defense, but the offense is really the problem here. Uh, Monaghan and Gaudreau only one assist each in their last five games before yesterday's tilt. Now reunited again on the top line. I think Monaghan did get one last night. So maybe there's better days ahead for this team. They need that top pairing going. But Kudrow is really the, the shocker there for me. Uh, David Riddich uh, snapped a, fi- a personal five-game winless streak in his last start. But they did take the del- loss last night. So uh, uh, they got some work to do to right the ship. Uh, another bit of good news, Andrew Manchapane has two goals in his last three games. Played as right winger on the second line. So maybe they have a- found a way to solidify their top six offensively. Once this team gets rolling, though, uh, that could be. A formidable group, but right now they're really anything but formidable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned manjapane he's leading uh, among a couple other guys. But for the last four games, he's their leading scorer. And I don't think that's how they drew it up at the start of the year. Uh, there's really not, you know, a ton of depth here on this team in terms of scoring options. Uh, you know, you're not going to get it out of Milan Lucic, Michael Frolik. Uh, I thought maybe could get back to being a a 40 point producer. He's pushed for, uh, you know, he's hit 15 goals on a number of occasions. He almost got to 20 uh, in 2014. Hasn't been over that 20 mark since 2009. Uh, So it's been a while and I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity for him. But he has just one goal in 25 games and he's he's uh, a kind of small snapshot of the bigger problems with this team in terms of offensive production.
1: All right, AJ, let's move on then to our next club here. It looks like it's the Carolina Hurricanes. They were 3-1 and one last week. Edmondson on the blue line, who was acquired in the trade from St. Louis, his ownership is only at 10%, was pointless in his first seven games played. But now he's found the fountain of scoring. He's got eight points in his last seven games played as left winger on the second pairing. This guy's not been a career dynamo offensively, but he's riding a hot streak. And it, it, I think I'm going to keep an eye on him to see if he's found something different or they're coaching him up somehow to get some of this offense from him because it's a pretty good run at the moment on the flip side uh, they got some bad news with eric Halla. his ownership is down nine percent to 46 overall he figured into the top six here but a knee injury is going to keep him sidelined to this the next several weeks and that's a very tough blow for a hurricanes team that is off and running so far this season on a three and one record last week uh the, in terms of the scoring here aho three goals two assists uh to to help this offense ride and james reiner reimer got a shutout in his own lone start last week so that's a bit of the good news people have been asking me what do i think about jake gardner this year and I got to tell you, not so much. One goal, five helpers, a minus 14 in 24 games played. I certainly don't miss him the way he's going now. Uh, when he played in Toronto, he, he gave me fits, as you know. And uh, he must be giving a lot of Carolina fans uh, headaches the way he's playing right now. In terms of the other half of the goalie mix, Peter Mrazek got two wins in his three starts. So at least in, the, in between the twine, they're getting good goaltending right now.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I've been I've been down on this team due to a lack of, you know, kind of what I see is, is depth scoring here. But they continue to find ways to win uh, and find contributors here for this club. You know, you mentioned Aho with five points in the last four games, Teravainen with seven uh, and Sveshnikov starting to pick up as well but they're getting production out of Lucas. Walmart has three points over that stretch. You mentioned the blue liners. Uh, even Martin Neckes has two points in the last or two goals in the last four games. And so really yeah. they, they are finding ways to get some of these uh, what I would have generally termed role players uh, to start contributing offensively as well. And that that's why they're sitting, uh, you know, in third in the metropolitan division. And that's a division that includes arguably two, uh, of the best teams in hockey right now in the capitals and the islanders and so you know to be third in that division is saying a lot considering those one and two spots are held by pretty powerhouse clubs at this point
1: point. and uh, up next we go over to the chicago blackhawks aj the hawks are nine nine and five five on the season they had a tough week last week going oh two and one kirby docks ownership we talked about this guy uh, he's having a good run as a, a teenager and his ownership was up to 30 34 percent he's now been on the power play the last two games so he's getting more and more chances to play with the big boys and that could certainly extend the run that he's been on uh, in terms of being on a run boy patrick kane is on fire 12 game points point streak in consecutive action. Eight goals 13 assists he's now playing with dylan strom and alex DeBrincat, two guys that formed a really nice partnership last year and that's continuing this season so that's a really dynamic unit that is one half of the top six over here the goalies are art- alternating starts in their last six games with only a slight edge to robin leonard and he's going to get the, the the duke tonight in terms of the starting assignment as well so keep an eye on the hawks uh, goaltending situation both guys are really playing well but they are really splitting time evenly uh, it looks like another pl- player to watch is Alex Nylander he continues to get right wing minutes on the top line with Jonathan Taves but he may re- be running out of opportunities he's got no points in nine of his last 10 games played
0: well I think this is another team that's really uh, been struggling with offense lately and and needs to figure it out now you mentioned you know Kane uh, has racked up the points and you, and you look at their last three games he has four assists hard to complain about that but here's the concerning part for me you look at who scored their goals in their last three games first of all there's only five goals in their last three games uh and they were scored by ole mata brent seabrook connor murphy Eric Gustafson. uh, Those are all defensemen. And then Dylan Strom chipped in one as well. So they're not getting production lately out of Taves. They're not getting goals, at least out of Kane. You'll take the four assists. Hard to blame him for that. But to have four of your five goals in the last three games all come from defensemen is a concerning trend. Uh, You need that forward complement to start finding ways to put pucks into the net.
1: And uh, you've got to tip your hat to the Colorado Avalanche, AJ. They're 13-8-2. They're They've been missing two-thirds of their top line for a couple of several weeks now, and they're not going to be back anytime soon, but they're treading water. They were 1-2 and two last week in, in the three games they played. Andre Burakowski is a big reason why they're uh, being able to do that. He's been moved up to left wing on the top line, picked up three goals and two helpers last week, uh, playing along with Nate McKinnon and... Uh, the dfs value is right there because the his price has not gone up to the level you might expect given the production he's come up with philip grubauer is back in the lineup but he was shaky into a the three starts since returning that's something you want to keep an eye on because they really need the goaltending to be steady there uh, the the defensive side of this team is, is a bit suspect for me uh, Nazem Kadri is also helping to pick up the offensive slack he has eight points in his last eight games played uh, Kadri I've seen his act for many years in Toronto this is a very streaky scorer and right now of course he's red hot but uh, that could dry up quickly so keep an eye on his uh, daily logs and uh, see if he's worth putting in your in your play and talk about a guy who's been a lot colder than hot uh, Nichushkin a big rugged winger with some offensive upside that's the way he profiled when he came on the scene a couple of years ago just has uh, all but dried up and gone away he finally picked up his first goal in over 90 games played in over 3 seasons now playing 3rd line minutes on the left wing but uh, I still say don't rush to pick this guy up despite all the, the positive words that were spoken about him after he got that goal uh, it's I want to see much more consistency before I spend a penny on a guy like that
0: now, look, one other guy to talk about here, and we've talked about him a lot. I understand that, but he's been playing so well, it's hard not to. And that's Kale McCarr. Yeah. You look at his points right now, 25 points as a defenseman. Uh, that's second in the among defensemen only to John Carlson right now. Uh, and so right up there, really uh, rolling well in terms of that, I think at this point, you, uh, you know, we had this last season. We talked about Elias Patterson being a lock for the Calder last year. I think at this point, Kale McCarr is the lock here as well for the Calder. And hey, look, if John Carlson hits a slump, which is unlikely at this point, but if it happened <laughs> there, it would not be impossible for Kale McCarr to win both the Calder and the Norris trophy this season. And that would be really something to see. Um, He's like I said, he's he's right up there tied for second with Dougie Hamilton in terms of points. Uh, It looks like John Carlson is going to run, run away with it. I'm certainly not expecting a drop off for him, but if something were to crop up uh, we could see a dual uh, trophy walk away for Kale McCarr this season.
1: And Columbus is getting some stellar goaltending from Eunice Corposalo. He's got three wins in the last week and a half, uh, AJ, and a shutout victory last night. So, surprising. If you got him uh, in terms of your weekly uh, lineups that you get opportunity reset and took a chance, he really paid big dividends in the last seven days. Up front, Oliver Bjorkstrand is on fire with a goal and five assists heading into last night's play. And I believe he was responsible for the goal in that one, too. So, uh, a guy that you can look at. uh, chip in offensively there the way he's going Pierre-Luc Dubois another center probably the number one center here three goals and two assists last week so the the big guys are are contributing here up front Sonny Milano and Emil Benstrom they're taking a chance on these guys Benstrom particularly is an intriguing player for me he has six points in his last seven games played and both may get uh, first line winger opportunities to spark more offense on that line with Dubois so keep an eye on that mix because Milano is a guy I think has a huge offensive upside but really hasn't hasn't done it for an extended stretch yet in the NHL
0: On the blue line, you had a real slow, slow start to the year for Zach Barinsky. And I I certainly wonder if there are fantasy owners out there uh, questioning how high maybe they took him. If you, uh, you know, if you stuck with it, though, he's currently riding a seven game point streak. Three goals, six assists, four of those nine points coming uh, on the power play over that stretch as well. So really hitting his groove right now and paying dividends to the point where uh, if for some reason you dropped him uh, in a panic move, you're certainly regretting that at this point. And I can't imagine he would still be available. Somebody else in your league, I'm sure, snatched him up and is now benefiting uh, from his hot run.
1: AJ the Dallas Stars this team is uh, on a big heat big time heater they're undefeated in their last 11 games played they've won the last seven in a row uh, especially uh, without even the aid of any overtime situations Uh, 4-2 win for Bishop last night Uh, Jamie Benn has been reunited with his longtime wingers and has been heating up with three goals and one helper last week And Bishop has now got three wins in his last three starts. Tyler Sagan is also heating up with eight points in his last five games played. On defense, John Klinger picked up an assist in his first game back after missing six games due to injury. And he's been underperforming all year. So maybe the the time off away might uh, uh, get him going again. Corey Perry's even chipped in. uh, Had a five point week last week as a second line right winger here. So good for the older uh, veteran there to uh, finally get into the groove offensively.
0: I think what's most surprising about this recent uh, run of wins is that they did it primarily without John Klingberg. Uh, They played last night. He's got uh, picked up another three assists in that game last night. And so that's four uh, total in his two games back. And to be able to succeed without him and now have him in the in the lineup, I think, is all Good things for them, trending in the right direction. It seems like their stars are starting to play well. They're getting contributions from the blue line and solid net mining. This is going to be a dangerous team that's really going to challenge the St. Louis Blues for the top of that central division. The Detroit Red
1: Wings are mired in a six-game losing streak, AJ. uh, Probably the best bit of good news they got going for them is young Philip Rana continues to produce on defense, and his ownership is up to 69% in uh, CBS Sportsline leagues, uh, according to my notes. Uh, Anthony Manta is uh, a guy that they're going to miss, though, for a few games because it looks like He's going to be joining a very lengthy injury list after uh, a recent incident uh, for him on the ice. Philip Zadina, a uh, recent high draft pick, has been called up for the minors to fill in as right winger on the second line. He's had a nice run in the AHL, 13 points and 19 games played at Grand Rapids. There's the first AHL reference, and it was by me, Part. <laughs> Not much offense from the def- defense beyond uh, Hronik. Three ve- three veterans on the IR. They're really struggling to pull, pull things together. Patrick Nemeth forced into a top-deep air- after returning from a five-game absence, is one move. D- ditto for McIlrath on a second pairing. These guys both have some NHL experience, but uh, McIlrath, to to point out, uh, you're not going to be looking for offense from this guy. He's got nothing going in 10 games played this year. And Alex Biega is another veteran that they forced into duty. So they're bringing in some veterans to plug holes, but none of them have as much of an offensive upside here. AJ.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I I think my spots here are probably Larkin. Uh, Robbie Fabry's been great for them since coming over uh, from uh, uh, from St. Louis there, and then uh, maybe Athanasiu and maybe Horanic and and that's a that's a stretch maybe for Honek. Um So really, there's only a handful of guys I haven't seen enough to jump on uh, on Zidane yet. I would like to see something from him at the NHL level before I'm uh, willing to take that dive. Um, but yeah, this is really a banged up team that was already projected to be bad and so it's it's kind of gone from bad to worse uh, in the Motor City right now
1: the Edmonton Oilers are a team at the other end of the spectrum Uh, their big men are rolling Connor McDavid another seven points in four games played last week Miko Koskinen is riding the wave behind them. Two wins in his three last three starts. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had been producing regularly, but he may be missing some time with a hand injury. And you wonder if that's going to be enough to split uh, McDavid and Drysidle up. So keep an eye on that. But for right now, Sam Gagne is drawing in as a second-line center after four DNPs. That did not plays, folks. And he picked up an assist with 15 15- points minutes and 45 seconds of playing time they'll want to see if he can continue to be productive to hold down that su- spot and uh, keep the two the dynamic duo together on the top line James Neal is up to 14 goals on the season after potting a pair last week in four games played as right wing on the second line so maybe he's on the r- ready to go on another offensive heater Ethan Bear has four points in his last eight games played now as right wing uh, right defense on the top pairing there uh, a guy that's a player of interest for me the way he's going
0: Well, I want to talk about something uh, that I uh, recently heard, and and I'll give credit where credit's due. I didn't come up with this on my own. Uh, Rob Rossi of The Athletic, I was listening uh, to to him recently, and he brought up the point that James Neal himself is on a 10-year playoff streak. So with all of the stops he's made from Pittsburgh to Nashville to Las Vegas to Calgary last season. James Neal, uh, has been in the playoffs in 10 consecutive seasons. So this is a player that apparently is what you need to get over the hump. And we've looked at Edmonton last year. They had dry They had McDavid. They couldn't make the playoffs. Suddenly James Neal shows up. And this is a playoff caliber team at this point. And so it's really kind of an interesting thing to see. They're not just playoff caliber this year. They're leading the Pacific and could, uh, you know, even potentially, uh, right now they're on top of the Pacific, uh, the Western Conference as a whole, and could earn that number one seed at this point. So all the credit apparently belongs to James Neal for this club turning it around.
1: And in Florida, uh, the Panthers are twelve five and twelve seven and five. They were only two and two last week. Brett Connolly uh, has been riding a nice wave with four goals and one assist last week. His ownership went up six percent to twenty nine percent. He's getting top six playing time of late. I've, I was a big fan of Wieger on the blue line here. He's been out, though, since November the 10th. He took a puck to the head and still t- day-to-day with some concussion-like issues. But I want to talk about another guy who's the NHL's current Iron Man, Keith Yandel. Uh, this guy was blanked in four games played after 10 points in his previous five games played. So kind of got a bit hot and cold for a guy who's been a regular po- point producer. But listen to this, AJ. He got lost nine teeth in an incident recently when a puck hit him in the face, and he didn't miss any time. He left the game, certainly, to get fixed up, but he came back the next night, and his iron man streak is intact over 10 and a half seasons without missing a game for the, for the defenseman here. Hockey players, to me, are the toughest dudes around, and this is just another example of it, and I, I know you're a soccer guy, but I gotta say this. You hear me, Cristiano? <laughs> you hear me, Cristiano Ronaldo, and all you soccer fans? Nine teeth, and the guy doesn't even miss a game. Well hey
0: let's let's not uh, just beg on soccer here Paul how's <laughs> how's the NBA and your load management and can't play back-to-backs because the schedule's too hard. But you, again, to your point, a guy loses nine teeth and miss, misses one-third of the game. He missed the second period. That's about it. Uh, and so, yeah, let's let's not get on just soccer here, Paul. You're you're the big NBA guy, and some of those guys can't manage to play a full 82-game schedule in one season, much less 10. Touche. The LA Kings uh, 1 and 2. They
1: lost the game in overtime against San Jose despite a spirited comeback that uh, went afoul in, in the extra session. But uh, Carl Grundstrom has been in and out of the lineup here. Three points in his last eight games played. Now uh, working as left wing on the second line with some veteran guys hoping to get something out of a guy who was a pretty good scorer in the minors but hasn't translated yet to the NHL. Tyler Toffoli is one guy on, on, among the veterans who's improved his shots on goal rate in his last nine games played. So he's become a player of interest for me. He's averaging over three shots on goal per game in the last 10. Has seven points now as right wing on that second line. So keep an eye on him. He's be a cheap value in DFS play. Jonathan Quick heading into last night's games had four wins in his last five starts allowing only nine goals against. He gave up four last night but it was a pretty good uh, onslaught that he faced from the San Jose Sharks.
0: Well, last, uh, the last week here, the last three games has kind of showed uh, why this team is still going to build around uh, Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty as they kind of retool thing. Kopitar, three goals, one assist in those three games. Drew Doughty, four assists uh, in those contests. The two combined uh, for 15 shots. Uh, over that stretch as well so really uh, you can see what they have in kind of the you know the the bone the meat of the the lineup here and it's just about putting together the rest of the pieces so last week I think if you're a Kings fan it shows you kind of what things could be like I wouldn't anticipate any long-term success this season these guys will unfortunately have to go through slumps as well Um, but it shows you at least the core structure here is there, and there's something to look forward to.
1: The Minnesota Wild, they were, are hoping for something to look forward to. They were 2-0-1 heading into play last night, so a bit of a better streak lately. Alex taylock his ownership is up 5% to only 12%. He is a backup goalie here, but two wins in his last three starts while Devin Dubnyk is dealing with a family matter. He's going to get uh, a lot of action, it seems, until Dubnyk's personal stuff gets uh, straightened away. I hope it's nothing too serious. Other players that are worth noting here, Jason Zucker, three goals and one assist last week. Matt Zuccarello, one goal, three assists. He's a guy uh, that's really interesting to me because he's been a top-notch scorer everywhere he's played before, and he's finally starting to look comfortable in a Minnesota uniform.
0: Well, if you want to target uh, kind of a low-cost DFS option, uh, uh, Capo Kakonen, the uh, third netminder for the Wild, is going to get the start tonight. They're on the second game of a back-to-back. It's a decent matchup with New Jersey, uh, who has struggled this season. It is game two of a back-to-back. It is his first NHL start. And it's on the road, so there's plenty of reason not to do it. <laughs> but if you want that contrarian play, he's coming in at just seven thousand dollars on FanDuel, that'll be the lowest price netminder tonight. And you could stock up elsewhere and maybe you know maybe the team steps up plays hard for him in his first game and he walks away with a win it's certainly not out of the question
1: definitely a contrarian play if there ever was one aj <laughs> the montreal Canadiens. you mentioned that they're going to be busy in the next couple of days they are oh two and one last week and on a four game losing streak uh, things uh, going a bit afoul for this club and it's l- tied to a couple of injuries that we noted last week among their top six forwards philip Deneau is a guy that might take advantage of the absence of a couple other players his ownership is up a tick to 35 percent overall he's got seven points in his last six games played and is targeted to play center minutes on the top unit here so keep an eye on him we uh, talked to you about jonathan drew and things have clarified in terms of the injury situation there. a broken wrist he'll be out at least uh, eight weeks so that's a tough blow for them. Ben Shirat is an interesting name that's uh, cropping up on the scoring list. Uh, with regularity. This defensive minded defenseman has five points in his last five games played. Now partnered with Shea Weber, who has been on a nice roll as a to- top D pair. This is a really good shutdown pairing, too. So I like the fact that they've got these two guys together. And Sherrod's a-, a cheap value in DFS play. If he keeps playing with Weber, the points will come as well. Behind them, although a trouble spot for me, Carey Price, 13 goals against in his last three games played. That's not helping, and it's a big factor in the current slide. The veteran goalie has to get his game in order for this to- team to survive Uh, otherwise they could fall out of the playoff race in a big time hurry with with the Leafs getting things right and then Tampa uh, starting to play more games and winning them Uh, the Canadians are looking over their shoulder a little bit
0: well, one uh, kind of, you know, DFS stack option here that's been performing really well lately is this second line, uh, specifically the wingers, Arturi Lekanen and Nick Suzuki here, the, the two second line guys. You look at their prices, uh, Suzuki, 4000 on FanDuel, Lekanen, just 3900 uh, and but. but in the last three games, those are the two uh, two guys leading the way in terms of points. Lekkonen's got three goals, one assist. Suzuki, one goal, two assists. And then their center, Max Dome, two goals and one assist as well. So this second line is really rolling. Not going to cost you a whole lot in terms of uh, DFS. Dome will be the most expensive one of those at 6,200. But uh, you compare that to tonight's slate. That's the fourth uh, most expensive center on tonight's slate. But certainly when you have a bigger set of contests, you're going to have plenty of guys above him at that price tag. So I really love this second line uh, right now in terms of uh, a stack option here that won't break the bank on you.
1: And uh, up next we talk about the Nashville Predators. They are 3 and 1 in the last 4 games including a win last night in a shootout over the St. Louis Blues. The interesting note here is UC Sorrows, uh came in for the W uh, on this start and uh, he's really outplaying Tekarini and that's where the trouble is for this club. Tekarini's been pulled in 3 of his last 4 tilts AJ allowing a total of 18 goals against. I think this has to be the worst stretch of his career. That's terrible numbers for a guy who's regularly among the best goalies in the league. Uh, Another bit of tough news. Magnus Harvidson has been uh, sidelined with a lower body injury. He's going to be out for at least four to six weeks. They have called up Daniel Carr to play left wing minutes on the second unit. Uh, listen to this. Close to home for you. 21 points in 16 games played with the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL. So a good start for Carr, who's had uh, uh, previous uh, experience in the NHL with Montreal Canadiens. Mikael Grenland, uh, Grenland has been productive of late offensive league, finally getting his game in order. Five points in his last five games played, snapping a 12 game pointless streak so some good and some bad in Nashville but uh, at least three wins in four, the last four games is a bit of good news for them
0: well you mentioned Saros this is the first time Saros has started back-to-back games when Pekka Rene hasn't has been healthy uh, he's never done that before when Rene's healthy. Uh, there have been a couple times with Rene out of the lineup in which he has. And so really uh, a, an interesting kind of situation that they have going on there right now. Do you consider benching Pekka Rene for an extended period of time or do you let him kind of play through it? For my money at this point, I think you have to bench him uh, and and give him a a significant amount of time off you mentioned the recent run of bad form last four games all losses a 6.92 goals against average in those contests Uh, that's uh, just downright horrendous Uh, a sub 800 save percentage in in three of those contests those are the ones you mentioned in which he got the hook Uh, and so really I think you have to give UC Saros an extended look now granted his numbers haven't been significantly better but he's got wins in his last two games gave up just two goals in each uh each of those contests and so this is a playoff a team that wants to be a stanley cup contender and you have to ride the hot netminder right now in, in my opinion and aj you need to find a, a capable backup you you cited one i'm going to
1: cite another one louis Domingue, brought up by the new jersey devils because uh cory schneider has been uh demoted <laughs> Uh, Domen came in and stopped 19 of 20 to gain a win last week to help the devils uh, get their lone victory uh, against two losses but you need the backups to chime in once in a while and he did so good for them uh Vattenen is back on the blue line here in in uh, new jersey and that's big news because he w- he's been their best pre- defenseman season to date 10 shots on goal and one assist in three games played after returning from the ir left wing is a problem here it's been a black hole behind taylor hall He's doing what he needs to do to, to be a, a production productive on the offense, but nobody else behind him. Jesper Boquist is getting a shot on the second uh, line left wing, but he's pointless in nine games played to underline my point. Pavel Zaka has been a DNP in in his last start after going minus five in five games prior to sitting. So, uh, there's a couple of other options here, but I don't know where they're going to get any more scoring on the on the left side. They've got to get it from somewhere because this team just doesn't it hasn't been offensive enough to offset uh, some of the trouble spots that we highlighted earlier on in terms of the net mining situation.
0: Well, and one guy that you're they've been looking to for a while to kind of step up here is Nico Heischer. And you look at his last nine games, he has just one goal over that stretch. Now he's added Four assists, and so that's certainly helpful there. Um, But to overall have him not producing exactly how you want, Uh, Jack Hughes has been uh, on an extended goal drought here as well. No goals in his last game, just one assist to show for it. And really, 16 shots over eight games isn't exactly what I would want. Uh, now, in his last two contests, it's been up closer to four. So maybe that message is starting to get sent to the youngster to put pucks on net, to hopefully just fall into a goal here at some point. But you're right. There just hasn't been anybody who could step up uh for Taylor Hall who is figuring it out but at the start of the season really struggled here as well so we'll see uh what this team can do but unfortunately i think making them a playoff contender uh, at the start of the season was a bad choice by me uh, i thought they had some pieces that were going to help that they added i thought healthy taylor hall but of course it's early. We saw this with the Blues last year who were able to turn it around. I'm not sh- saying that they're going to be able to pull that off, but it's definitely too early to rule anybody out at this point.
1: Well, one team I think that's definitely going to make the playoffs in this loop is the New York Islanders. They had a 17-game consecutive point streak for the club, snapped last night in a loss to Anaheim. They dropped a 3 nothing decision on the left coast. But more, the news is more good than bad here. Anthony Beauvillier most added in fantasy leagues last week, up 21% to only Forty-six on the season. He's been blanked in his last game, but that followed four straight two, g- two point efforts as the left winger on the second line. Brock Nelson's ownership is also up significantly. A twelve percent rise. He's got nine points in his last six games played, four goals and one helper last week. Derek brassard a guy that I've spoken to about at length, nine points in his last five games played as right wing on the second line. Uh Jordan eberly though, on the flip side. Down, his ownership is down only 33 per, 37% on the season, and one of the reasons why is he's only picked up two points in his last six games played. No goals in 11 games played on the whole this season. <laughs> Anders Lee, I told you, he's missing John Tavares. He's now been blanked in his last six starts, but somehow holds on to that role as left winger on the top line, A.J.
0: Yeah, that is definitely a, an intriguing thing, and I you have to wonder if it's just uh, that they like the group that they have in the the second option, you know, you look at the rest of this lineup, who would you put in over Anders Lee other than uh, some of those second line guys? Like maybe you move Josh Bailey to wing, maybe Uh, Leo Komarov. I don't think you're putting him uh, up on that top line either. So uh, really it's a, a lack of other options here, but this is a team that has continued to win without needing uh, a star player, really, in in that sense. And so uh, I give most of the credit to the net mining. Uh, Simeon Barlamov and Thomas Grice have been uh, just phenomenal uh, and continue to share the duties evenly. I mean, at this point, uh, barring uh, some sort of injury, uh, you have to wonder if we're going to see each goalie get 41 games on the dot because that certainly seems to be the trend at this point. Well, goalie mix is the
1: Point of conversation in New York with the Rangers, they won three to two over Minnesota, and that uh, was a career significant milestone for Henrik Lundqvist on the win parade. He's moving up rapidly in the all-time wins among top goalies all time, so good for him in that score. But before last night's win, he had allowed four or more in four of his last five starts, so I'm not really sold on him. And I've been a big proponent of Georgiev, his backup, uh, to getting a large larger share. He's done well enough to to contend for that 40 start platform that you you just highlighted in the previous team's uh, outline uh Brandon Lemieux, 5% was, uh, spike in the ownership last week, up to 16%. Four points in his last six games played as left winger on the third line. This guy's going to be a fan favorite in New York for a long time. And as long as he chips in some offense with the rugged play, uh, that's the main reason why for me. Brady Shea on defense is filling the stat sheet. Uh, I like this guy, a young defenseman that has an offensive upside. But not only is he getting some point production, uh, a little bit down from prior years. He had a two, a two assist game in his last effort to hope hopefully get him on a bit of an offensive role but he's got a lot of shots on goal hits and block shots on his resume over the last little while that they're all categories that count in in fan dual play and and other formats so a guy that fills the sheet is a guy that I look for to fill out my roster and this guy's a great candidate one of the guys that is uh, expected to score here and is doing so Artemi Panarin three goals one helper last week continuing a long scoring Terry he's been only blanked only once in his last 14 outings an outstanding run for one of the league's flashiest players uh troubling spot here is Mika Zibanejad a guy who's ticketed to be one of the top centers on this club still out with an injury that's kept him out all of the month of November and right now he's still dealing with that upper body hurt and uh, no end in sight unfortunately
0: well, I do actually think uh, that they may have some light at the end of the tunnel here. there was uh, some some rumblings yesterday that maybe zabinajab would be ready for Wednesday's game so uh, could be getting close to, to a return here. And that would really bolster uh, this team offensively. And you mentioned the, the win for, for Lundqvist moves uh, ahead of Curtis Joseph there for fifth overall. But if he continues to slump, he might find himself knocked back out of the top five as Marc-Andre Fleury is just five wins behind him. So uh, moving up and potentially moving down all at the same time, uh, just because those two guys are so close together in that win category
1: the ottawa senators this team's been playing uh competitive hockey much more uh, competitive than we thought they'd be they were zero and three last week though has heading in the other direction and they took a, a narrow loss last night in Columbus too so basically a four game losing streak right now for a team that is suddenly under the 500 mark again and falling from contention in the uh, competitive Atlantic division Uh, Anthony Duclair has been a really good story for them though AJ his ownership is up nine percent to only 26 percent he's getting top six minutes and really rewarding by uh, his buyers three goals two assists last week Jean-Gabriel Pajot his ownership has been a story in the last few weeks again up eight percent last week to 79 percent overall before last night's tilt picking up four points in his last three games played been a very steady scorer and uh, a good teacher to the young group that he has playing alongside him among the forward ranks here. Anders Nilsson in net has been had a larger share of the net of late though Anders uh, Craig Anderson p- picked up the loss in a narrow one lo- nothing decision, but Nilsson's ownership is up 8% to 32 over se- the season. Two wins in his last two starts, and uh, his goals against is half a puck lower than Anderson for the new, uh, new number one goalie here, in my opinion. Connor Brown's ownership is down 4%. This guy's been blanked in his last five games played. Only two goals a year to date, but a pile of assists and still listed as the th- the right winger on the top unit here. I have all kinds of time for for Brownie, but I don't know if he's cast properly. Maybe he's the best of a, a, a an underwhelming lot there on the right flank.
0: Well, you look at this injury list, and it explains why they've struggled uh, the last couple of the games. You've got Vladislav nemesnikov on IR. Artem Anisimov has still been sidelined. Bobby Ryan's away from the team. Uh, there's st- kind of stud young player who was really uh, doing well for them. Eric brandstrom has been out for a while. And so really the injuries have started picking up uh, Nikita Zaitsev had to go back to Russia to deal with a personal uh, issue. So he's, he's back, but uh, and played last night, but that's a lot of guys out of the lineup to have to cover for. And you're seeing a lot of youngsters, kind of untested guys getting looks right now. And it's, it's making uh, things that much more difficult for a team that already was projected to struggle this year.
1: And uh, we get to the Philadelphia Flyers. They won last night a two-to-one victory. And uh, in that game, Jacob Voracek, a goal and one assist, he's starting to roll along. Hart picked up the W in that win. But the best news of all here is young Morgan Frost. His ownership is spiking as he's had a very nice debut in his first three games played, picking up two goals and one helper, and he lands between Konechny and Giroux on the top unit. Boy, I'd love, I, I'd love to see him stay there for a long while because he's got a great offensive upside and well-insulated by two of the best players that... Uh, the. Uh, the Flyers have going right now. On the flip side, James Van Riemsdyk, um, looking at that contract, it's not very enticing. When you think he's been blanked in his last seven games played, and now dropping down into the bottom half of the order, in fact, getting uh, left wing minutes on the fourth line here, it's terrible news for JVR fans, and I'm one of them certainly. Uh, with that goal uh, last night, uh, Voracek, by the way, snapped a 12-game goalless route, so good for him because it's a veteran, another veteran they rely on. In terms of the defense, uh, they. Used to be counting on Shane Gostis Bear. His ownership continues to slide. He's been a healthy scratch of late, a uh, seven game pointless streak. A big reason why, if he's not scoring, he's hurting your team because he's been a bit suspect defensively, AJ.
0: Well, I think the concern here is that there, he's going to continue to be out of the lineup. So after that, that three-two loss uh, in against Calgary, uh, you know, you thought maybe he'd get back in, but the coaching staff uh, liked what they saw out of the team, out of the compete level there, and so they decided to leave him out of the lineup. And now they won a game without him playing, so it really makes you wonder when he's going to get a chance to look back in and is this uh, a spot where they could consider moving him at some point uh you know better to have him uh off somewhere else than than you know dragging down uh your team here as a as a healthy scratch so it'll be interesting to see i don't know what sort of offers uh they would get for him given uh his recent slide of, of performance you know he but He had that 65-point year just two seasons ago, and that's going to be a big, uh, shiny object to other GMs that might be in the market. And up
1: next, we talk about your Pittsburgh Penguins. A bit of a theme in the show here is backup goalies, and Tristan Jerry has got now four wins in in seven starts as a backup uh, after the 3-2 win last night over the Calgary Flames. Rust, uh, Brian Rust has been a nice story for your club, AJ. Three goals, three assists in his last four games played as right winger on the top line. So really a cheap DFS play there that's coming through. You mentioned John Marino on defense. Uh, his ownership has spiked uh, because of a four game, four game point streak as a top right defense option while Chris Letang is still on the IR. Uh, I understand he'll be, he'll be he's back uh, this week so that's good news for Letang and Pittsburgh feng- Penguin fans. Uh, Schultz's ownership is another defenseman he's down uh, because he's got a lower body injury and he'll be missing for a little bit of time so they just can't get all hands on deck on the back end it seems but uh, one other bit of good news you've been waiting on this Alec Gal- Galchenyuk finally got his first goal of the season. He's got four assists in his last five games played before last night as well so uh, at least maybe the turn, a turnaround there, but uh, they got to love what they're getting out of Jake Gunsell. He had two goals, three assists last week, and he picked up the OT winner last night.
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see uh, what happens when Sidney Crosby comes back in, turn of, in terms of line combinations, you know, especially with Galchenyuk uh, seeming to finally find something with Jared McCann uh, on that line. I think Malkin and Russ stay together. You'll put Sid back with with Genzo, but how the rest of that lineup really shakes out uh, remains to be seen. But yeah, everything seems to be working out okay without having Crosby, uh, Bugstad, Schultz, and until last night, Latang in the lineup. Uh, at this point, you know, the Penguins kind of just need to cruise for one point a game, and, and you'll be happy with that in general. And so picking up Uh, A total of five points in their last four games is is certainly uh, just enough to get by uh, while you wait for Sid to come back. And uh, the St. Louis Blues, the defending champs, they
1: won, they lost last night rather in a shootout to Nashville. They were two and one before that last week. Sammy Blay, ownership is down. Uh, The rugged winger is going to miss several weeks, 10 weeks. That's what they say with a broken wrist. Not a scoring threat, but really a, a key physical presence here in my mind that's forced some juggling around here and one of the guys that's moving around of late we talked about Tyler Bozak he's been really struggling to score uh, no points in a long stretch despite uh, first line w- winger opportunity he's better suited as a centerman here uh, maybe a third line center but they're giving him top six minutes and he's just not producing over a long stretch and that's tough news for a guy that I really like here in St. Louis the same goes for Justin Falk his ownership is down as the right defenseman he's dropped down to third pairing minutes and uh, another guy if he's not scoring He's not helping you on the back end because he's not known for defensive acumen there. And uh, I picked it up in fantasy before the season when, when that trade went down and I thought he'd thrive, but it's just not working out. Zach Sanford one goal three assists, is a bottom six guy who is on uh, on a bit of a roll here uh, filling in for some of the deficiencies around the offense a uh, guy behind all this Jordan Bennington, continues to roll along though in net two wins and one shadowed in his last three starts goaltending the goaltending hierarchy is no longer in mix it hasn't been from the get-go uh, I don't know what they do with Jake Allen because he, they put him in and he's one backup that's not delivering the goods
0: Well, I have to talk about Robert Bertuzzo here. And, uh, you know, to be perfectly blunt, what the F was he he doing? Uh, I won't go all the way into the the full swear word there on our podcast. But uh, to cross-check a guy on the ice like he did, and he crunched Victor Arvison in a way that Arvison's knee kind of buckles underneath him. And this isn't the first time Bertuzzo's cross-checked a guy lying on the ice. If you go and you watch uh, that the league's video on the suspension you'll see the other clips of that uh, I believe it was Evgeny Malkin missed time last year or maybe the year before after getting cross-checked in the ribs by Robert Bertuzzo I honestly think four games was not a long enough suspension now I know there's talk of the eye for an eye you're suspended as long as the other guys out of the lineup and I don't think we need to go quite that far here but four games for intentionally hurting a guy laying on the ice is not enough i'm sorry it needed to be stronger and more uh fierce on that situation this was completely not a hockey play and completely a bunch of garbage from robert Bertuzzo here
1: well that was a well-timed rant because we've seen a couple of incidents recently that are starting to crop up in the game it seems every year we wind up talking about these kinds of things and uh, i hope we see fewer of them going forward uh Let's be happy about the holiday season. Maybe that should inspire some people, but that terrible thing that we saw in that game as you identified. The San Jose Sharks, they are 3-1 and in their last four games after a 4-3 OT victory. They almost blew a 3 nothing lead that took the game to over. The Kings took them to overtime before Patrick Marlowe scored a game-winning goal, and that brings him up to five goals and five helpers on the season on pace for a 20-goal year and a bit of a rebound from a subpar season last year. I think the The veteran just likes it so much in playing in San Jose and still a key part when you figure they're using him in the overtime session at all. Logan Couture, in terms of the overtime magic, uh, this was just a continuation as Couture picked up two OT winners last week, along with one helper. So uh, you don't wanna get this team into the extra time. They just have a flair for delivering right now. LeBanc is another forward that's been money in the bank. Uh, Four points in his last four games, played as right wing on the top line. That's a bit of a promotion for him. Jones in the Nets has now got eight wins in his last nine starts as the team is really starting to right itself after a poor start. They're uh, two games above five hundred at the moment.
0: Well, it's really unfortunate to see Tomas Hurdle out of the lineup for them right now. Prior to his three-game absence, uh, you're looking at six goals in seven games. Uh, another three assists tossed in there and really only one of those nine points came on the power play so getting it done at even strength which is you know great in terms of team success Uh, you would like to see him contributing more on the power play considering how much time he's logging there uh 323 on the year with the man advantage and so uh a really unfortunate injury for them but if they can kind of make it through uh they'll they'll be hitting their stride at exactly the right time when they get him back in the lineup the Tampa the uh, Tampa Lightning, AJ, 2-1
1: and one prior to Monday's game. They also won that one. So all of a sudden, they're sitting with a 12-7-2 record and right back in the playoff hunt in the Atlantic Division. Who expected anything less? But uh, they're going to have to fight to catch the Bruins. They've got a lot of work to do there. Uh, they do have a, few, a couple of games in hand, though, and uh, the head-to-head matchups should will tell the tale eventually so we'll look for those down the road but uh, other news right here Alex Killorn this guy's on fire right now 10 points his last seven games before last night's game playing great in the top six role and maybe the cheapest DFS play among, among that group Braden points the guy that's you're expecting this, some production before last night's game three goals last week nearing more of a normal point per game pace all of a sudden and uh, I look for that to continue the rest of the season from this youngster who is uh, game in game out one of the more depend- guys that they have here and he's finally starting to find his groove uh, Anthony Sorelli four goals and three assists they look like they found another gem here he's been moved up into top six minutes because Steve Tancos has missing some time with a lower body injury that's the biggest concern they have in Tampa they want to get their captain back in the lineup at ASAP but there's no timeline right now aging
0: Yeah, it's definitely a concern, and and there's not a ton of information uh, from the team yet on whether this is a day-to-day or or a long-term issue. You know, one other issue that they're looking at right now is Tyler Johnson, just a complete uh, absence from the score sheet and and one assist in his last nine games and really struggling after a solid start to the year. And that's seen him drop down to a fourth-line role here. And I think this is a guy that they count on. Uh, to be a top six contributor more often than not especially if the lineup is fully uh, fully healthy here so uh, really kind of a, another concern for them uh, whether it's going to impact them long term I, I, I doubt it but this is the type of player that you want uh, contributing in order to make a, a deep postseason run
1: and uh, I'm hoping the Leafs make a deep postseason run but AJ it's been anything but a stable start for this club they were two and one last week riding the ship a little bit after the coaching change that we've talked about at length but uh, seems that under Sheldon Keith they're 2-0 and right now and there's a lot more smiles along the bench and one of the biggest ones is Tyson Barry. two goals to assess last week finding freedom to play in Keith's new scheme which allows the offensive talents to be shown more regularly with some freestyling that we hadn't seen earlier in the year and he's also given the green light to Jason Spezza to be a regular shift in the third line center role and it's a great spot for the veteran here he's a guy that really came to camp with an idea to contribute to cl- the club on and off the ice and been been one of the unsung heroes in terms of the leadership uh, situation here uh, the helping along youngsters like mckeye find their groove early this season in the nets freddie anderson has been a stabilizer all year long two wins and three starts again last week that's no surprise uh, Dmitro Timoshov has been moved into a top, uh, uh, into a left-wing role in the third line because Alex Kerfoot is suspended for two games. You mentioned uh, that incident uh, with the other player who, uh, who cross-checked a guy. This was a surprising one because Kerfoot and his, uh, the victim on the play, Eric Johnson, they're they're buddies in, uh, from their time in, uh, in Colorado. And you could see Kerfoot was immediately concerned about what he'd done. Uh, but uh, I knew he was going to get some time for this one because it's the type of hit you really don't want to see A shot that drove a guy uh, head first into the boards on a cross check from behind. So uh, legitimately, he gets two games for for that as a first-time offender. Uh, In terms of other news around this club, uh, Andreas Johnson, despite playing on a line with... Nylander and, and Matthews He's done a five game pointless streak as left bring on that unit and uh, uh, he's got to hold on to that role by, by playing a lot getting the score sheet otherwise a guy like McKayev might move in and swoop in and take that role from him so uh, Johnson has had that role since the opening night but not doing it right now
0: well and they've also had a, a flip in the uh, backup miners. Michael Hutchison is back up Uh, And could we see him uh, as early as as Saturday uh, for that second game of the back-to-back? Now, certainly there's plenty of time if they want to uh, change things around again, but uh, Hutch at least uh, projecting to maybe get a shot to turn things around uh, with an entire team that's kind of uh, revamped in light of the coaching change
1: in Vancouver they uh, used the backup in nets and it wound up a 2-1 loss so you can't blame Thatcher Demko he's played fairly well in, in the relief role but that's Markstrom's role to lose as the starting goalie here he picked up two wins and three starts last week followed up that followed up two bad starts with oh, uh, two solid ones so only four goals against in los- those last two games you hope that their starting goalie writes himself and uh, that last night gave him a bit of a breather too uh, Hughes is hot again on the back end. We haven't talked about him too much, the teenage defense phenom, but uh, six points in his last four games played. is going to make sure that we start talking about him a little bit more. He's pressed into offensive, high uh, leverage offensive minutes because... Alex Edler was missing t- some time, but he's back in action. It seems uh, after uh, it looked like he had a suspended, suspected long-term injury situation, but uh, I'm told it's not that bad. And so uh, the veteran blue liner looks to continue his hot start this season as well. And and uh, Patterson has been a star all season for Vancouver. Just a uh, tip of the iceberg here of late. Eight points in the last six games played, outscoring his uh, rookie season in terms of point production with a point per game pace so far this season yet he's getting less ink I find so I'm a little bit surprised by that maybe it's the fact that he lives in uh, he lives and plays on the left coast here and they just don't seem to get the publicity out there that uh, some of the east coast clubs do
0: well the other thing you know affecting kind of Hughes is is the fact that uh, as great as he is playing 18 points on the year He's still the second-best rookie defenseman right now, and so uh, getting a little bit overshadowed here. Um, But that puts him in second place in terms of overall scoring, tied with Buffalo's uh, Victor Olofsson uh, in in terms of rookie scoring. So uh, just kind of an unfortunate timing uh, for him. In terms of Vancouver's lineup and and some shakeup here, Brandon Sutter uh, met up with the team on their road trip, uh, did not play. Uh, on Monday night, but uh, there he's at least with the team, and so that opens the door for him to return to the lineup uh, soon. And then Michael Furland is set to to uh, link up with the team as well. So getting a couple uh, depth pieces back, I think in general what you'll see is Tyler Grayovac will be knocked from the lineup, Louis Erickson potentially will go back to being a healthy scratch, and Sven Berchi I would guess would go back to the minors, um, but for for that you know it's all part of tracking uh what those line combinations are going to look right like right now you've got zach mcelain playing top line minutes with bo horvat jt miller that makes him uh, a decent uh, value play Uh, in dfs but when these other guys come back things get shuffled around a little bit and that spot changes so definitely make sure you're checking out those line combinations on rotowire uh, to keep track of these situations
1: well aj we haven't done a show with uh, with the vegas since the vegas Knights joined the league where they've been out of a playoff spot it seems but uh, after last night's 4-2 loss they find themselves third in the wild card chase uh, for the first time that I can remember uh, in fact their top lines uh, have been juggled around but they've been reset to their original configuration hoping they can catch fire again but uh, troubling for me is uh, Paul Stastny's ownership is trickling down he's only only got 10 points in 25 games played they expect much more from a guy with his price tag and his veteran experience to to be doing so little offensively and that's one of the reasons why they've tried to move things around you got to get the the scoring centers to produce and it's just not happening for him this season uh, on the back end they've got some stability here since Nate Schmidt returned returned and uh, that's also helped Theodore in his productivity because he was the lone wolf on the back end in terms of scoring back there that I highlighted a couple of times Theodore for his part five points in his last seven games played Alex Tuck is another guy who just can't find a home here among the top six his ownership continues to slide a little bit and uh, his production is dwindling only one point in his last six games played this guy I think could be the subject of some trade rumors because he's a big physical player with an offensive upside but just can't fi- find a way to break into the lineup in, uh, in terms of that scoring role opportunity here
0: well, I actually think that that third line is is a decently uh, grouped together uh, depth scoring option. So, I, I would honestly be shocked if if they traded Tuck. I, I think that they're in a good position here, to and that lets them kind of move in and out and make some changes. They've they've had Statsny uh, play. Uh, third line opportunities and and cody glass has been pretty decent so um i I, i'm gonna disagree with you on this one paul i actually like this third line from them and and think they can be a solid depth scoring option you know you mentioned vegas's overall struggles and i think you have to look no further uh than the the backup net minding here they have yet to get a win from anybody not named mark andre fleury and that's the same thing that's happening in Toronto right now, that all of their wins have come courtesy of Freddie Anderson. And when you're not getting backup netminders contributing, both Toronto and Vegas are out of the playoff picture right now. They're certainly in contention, they're right there in the mix, um, but they're not currently in a spot. And they're going to need to eventually get a win. From malcolm suban here and, and in order to to contribute and it can't be all flurry all the time uh if they're gonna make it into the postseason certainly he's capable of right you know bringing them to 35 wins but that's not going to be enough you need a couple extra to get into a playoff picture well
1: before our friend of the show daniel lagrano comes after me for the, my comment on alex tuck i want to be clear this guy has some value maybe as a trade chip just because I think he's a top six winger he's not going to get that opportunity here and that's that's really what I wanted to say there I I agree with you they have a a good looking third line and it's a bit of a luxury here where I think moving him could certainly help them with other pieces around the roster maybe that backup goalie situation but certainly defense uh, they're looking for upgrades there I think over what they have in place in my opinion uh, so that's all I wanted to say about that one before I get in more trouble <laughs> with our friend. Uh, in any case, we move on to the Washington Capitals. They're 1-1-1 one, one, one in their last three games. Michael Kempney was a guy that I touted for a few weeks, but he's uh, been being dropped more than anybody in uh, weekly uh, DFS play it seems in CBS Sportsline Fantasy Leagues. 9% drop 64% overall ownership he's been blanked in his last 6 games played and the minutes are going down. That's the big reason why. He was up around 20. Now he's down around 16 in a few of his last starts so uh, they're moving things around and he's one of the victims right now going the wrong way. Nicholas Backstrom's out with an upper body injury so that means Evgeny Kuznetsov's ownership should be on the rise he's on a point per game place through 20 f- his 22 games played this season and ready to uh, be Ovi's center on a regular basis, and that's going to uh, cost you a little bit more to grab him in DFS play in the, in this upcoming games. Speaking of Ovi, he's, on a f- he's got 15 goals and his point. Uh, per game paces uh, up there right once again and he looks like he's headed for another 50 goal season and I'm going to be cheering for that because I want him to take Gretzky out of that top rung uh, if he continues in this this uh, ride I think we're looking at the best scorer in the history of hockey considering the the style of play here versus the uh, 80s where everybody was scoring a pile and not that's not to take anything away from the great one he was by far the best player of his era and by far the best player of all time in terms of offense but Ovi's going to be there right there chasing that number with uh, the production that we've shown Uh, in terms of other stuff that's going on right now Lars Eller moves into the second line center role that's also something you got to note because he's getting a more of a scoring line opportunity and he's been a very capable third line scorer so I expect him to continue and maybe see a bit of an uptick in his offense here while Backstrom nurses himself back to health
0: yeah, I absolutely agree about the, the Eller call. I, I've been you know utilizing him in, in DFS, his his power play minutes. Have, he's gotten over four uh, minutes of power play. I sign him in each of his last two games, has two assists in the last three. Uh, but I, I think I still uh, – I'm going to keep utilizing him because I do like that spot, but I eventually need him uh, to get uh, back into the goal column. He's goalless in his last nine games. Uh, and that's really an extended streak. Perhaps most concerning, his most recent outing uh, against Vancouver included, he picked up an assist, which is great, but four minutes and 15 seconds of power play ice time, not a single shot on goal in that game, over 21 minutes for the whole contest. Uh, And so that's a bit of a concern, hoping, uh, you know, as as a fantasy owner here, hoping it's a little bit of a blip on the radar, and I expect him to maybe get back uh, and potentially get that goal uh, tonight uh, for them finally we look at the Winnipeg Jets their
1: record two and one over the last three games last week Connor Hellebuck is a guy that I was all over in preseason and I'm really glad I held on to him in my keeper league uh, two wins uh, in three starts last week the goals against average among the lowest that we've seen out of him in his career with 2.42 uh, Brian Little and Mark Letestu out that means that the center le- depth is lacking and it's one of the reasons why they had to split up their top two guys who were a dynamic one two combination in terms of Scheifele and Wheeler still holding the fort there. Uh, a- Adam Lowry go- goes into the third line role, and young David Gustafsson comes up to man fourth line minutes. I don't expect much DFS play for him. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers has the hot stick here with four goals in his last five games played as left winger on the second line. So that's a, a guy that's going right now. And Patrick Laine popped two goals. Uh, he's been more of a playmaker than a scorer this year only six goals year to date 14 helpers and uh, ha- ha- having a good time on the right wing at uh, the top unit here as a playmaker more than a scorer Jack Roslovich is finally warming up to a top six role here as right wing on the second line uh, three points and in his last four games played for a guy who has some offensive upside and would be a sneaky good uh, DFS play here AJ
0: Yeah. And the other guy to to toss out there is uh, Kyle Connor continues to produce as well. Five points in his last five games, uh, seeing plenty of ice time, both uh, five on five and on the power play. And so they're really uh, getting solid production out of that top uh, top six and even a little bit, uh, kicked in. Now they, they played just three games in their last week, but Andrew Kopp, uh, got a goal and two assists over that stretch, Matthew Perot, uh, goal and assist as well. And so they're, they're getting it kind of from all uh, areas of the ice here. The concern for me is the blue line. You've got Josh Morrissey banged up, Nathan Boyle, uh, banged up as well. Both of those guys forced out of Saturday's game. And so really, uh, that would force them to utilize both Carl Dahlstrom and Anthony Bieto, along with Lucas Pisa and Dmitry Kulikov. Uh, those are four guys that are not exactly offensive powerhouses to say the least. Now they do still have Tucker Pullman and Neil Pionk who can contribute. But uh, if both of those guys were to miss uh, their next game, I, I think you'd be pretty concerned about what they could get in terms of offensive production and Connor Helubuck would have to pull uh you know pull another rabbit out of his hat for them and and get them into the wind column here,
1: yeah, you're right, about Morrissey and bollia they're they're two veteran guys that uh they've been uh performing better than i expected this season to have both of them on the lineup a crippling blow to that club so keep an eye on that and bear that in mind when you're evaluating your uh picks in dfs play including the goaltending implication that you highlighted aj it's time for the fan duel segment i've been having a ball with this uh, playing three of the sports that are in vogue right now with basketball nfl football and the nhl and in this segment I can tell you I'm two for three in terms of picking winning lineups that have won big for me and I hope our listeners are paying attention because I think I got another winner here tonight before we get to my picks though I want you to line up the optimizers choices
0: yeah so a pretty uh, heavy uh, stack here from uh, you know there's a limited slate Uh, one of the things that I personally uh, always avoid is uh, using guys against my netminder, but with only A handful of games the optimizer is going to include uh, some of those options here so certainly something to watch and that starts with joe pavelski for for dallas at 6200 i I really like that pick tonight chicago has struggled at times although they've started to maybe turn it around a little bit Uh, dylan strome for chicago the other center here from the optimizer at 5300 The optimizer goes back to Patrick Kane at 8,600 and pays up for Brad Marchant for Boston at 8,500 for the wingers. Some more uh, Chicago here, Alex DeBrincat, 6,600, and then rounds it out with Wayne Simmons. Uh, Gonna get, it looks like a second line assignment, top power play. He's just 4,200, so pretty good value there. Uh, Defensively, Optimizer likes Essa Lindell for Dallas at 4,000, and then Matthew Dumba for Minnesota at 3,800 here. Now, what I'm not totally sold on in this combination that we've seen is Robin Lerner is the the net miner here for the optimizer at 7,800. I think if you want to go maybe a a different look here in terms of. Of stacking and avoid kind of those two games you could uh look at Mackenzie Blackwood the optimizer does have Matthew Dumba in there but that would avoid that kind of stack option there but uh, that's how it rounds out and certainly worth considering here going forward And uh, I got two
1: of the players optimizers suggest, including Leonard on my team. So I'll start with the goalie first and move up to the defense and then the forwards. Robin Leonard in the nets for me makes good sense. He's playing well. The goals against average, one of the best in the league. And you said that, uh, that the Hawks are playing a little bit better. The Dallas Stars, not a team that's likely to fill the net on most nights. They're more of a low scoring team and they're on the second of back to backs too. So I like that pick. Uh, a lot uh, in terms of the defense pairing i'm going to go with jeff petrie who has had a career against the boston bruins and they suit up against he su- they suit up against one another tonight so i think that's a sneaky value play for me that i'm looking for a big payout from the second pairing defenseman who seems to always play well against the bees sammy vatnan is back in the lineup with new jersey he catches a minnesota team that's on the second of back-to-backs and uh, nobody fears the minnesota offense so i'm hoping that uh, the devils run up a score because they're part of a, a stack here a mini stack that i have here uh, vatnan is and uh, then I move to the wingers. AJ and I go a bit heavy on the Chicago Blackhawks with Brandon Sod and Alex DeBrincat. They've both been productive of late. DeBrincat on a pretty good second line. And uh, actually, I've got Patrick Kane in there as well. So three Hawks w- de- wingers, ho- uh, the hottest of them all, Patrick Kane. And he's my big money guy in this uh, lineup. $8,600 is what he costs me. Then I rounded out with the Taylor Hall of the uh, Devils, uh, the top uh, offensive threat for, for them against Minnesota uh, at uh, the other end of the the bookend for that sammy Vatanen uh, hall pairing uh, in terms of that matchup and then i go offense uh, at the center position philip denot is another guy who's fared well against the boston bruins and he's playing top line minutes and i get him for only fifty one hundred dollars so i'm throwing him in against the bees and nico heesh will be the final player that i put into this mix another new jersey devil to round out that stack so i avoided the boston bruins here i wonder how many of the bees you have in your lineup tonight
0: Yeah, I didn't go particularly heavy and uh, I've been pretty uh, consistent, uh, you know, with uh, line stacking throughout the season. But I'm going to change it up tonight. Um, I like a lot of the players here. And so kind of picking and choosing some spots uh, tonight. And it starts with David Krejci, 6,700 for a guy that's going to play on the first line with Marchant and Pasternak uh, I think he could stumble into an assist at this point has you know two goals in his most recent game so I really think 6700 for a first line center is a is kind of a steal here and then I'm going to go with Joe Pavelski 6200 he's been playing great lately Dallas is rolling and I like the matchup with Chicago even though they have been getting solid uh, net mining from from Robin Lerner on the wings i too will pay up for both patrick kane and taylor hall tonight i think it's a good opportunity for both those guys to get some points uh and and solid production now had to go a little bit cheaper with my other wing options. So I already talked about Arturi Lekanen, 3900 I think he's an absolute steal at this point. And then I'm going to go with Kirby Doc for Chicago. Again, he's been producing. His price tag is just $3,700. Uh, yes, his assignment isn't great uh, as it stands right now, but potential uh, to, to produce in, in a bottom six role here. Uh, Miro Heiskanen on the blue line 5,300 and then Tory Krug 5,800 and that's actually uh, with tonight's lineup outside of Shea Weber Tory Krug the second uh, most expensive guy tonight Uh, But just 5,800 and I think decent value uh, for a guy that's been playing really well. And I'm going to use Mackenzie Blackwood in between the pipes tonight. 7,200. I like the matchup at home uh, against Minnesota. So I think uh, and a Minnesota team that played last night, too. So I really like that matchup. Uh, as well so that's how i rounded out my group here
1: you know what it's interesting you mentioned about the the small slate usually we get a big slate of games on tuesday night so i had to go heavy on the stack um, into stack mode and uh, i think that it's interesting that you went the other way usually it's the other way around where i pick and choose i have about six different teams represented in my lineup in these types of situations so it'll be interesting to see which way it turns out but uh, we have another programming note that we got to get to aj and that's the fact that i'll be away next tuesday vacationing in the clearwater florida area i had a uh, recent opportunity that came my way and i've got to take advantage of it so i'm turning the reins over to you if we can pull off an episode next week but there's no guarantee of that because i understand you're going to be down in the sunshine state as well
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm heading down uh, to the Sarasota area to spend Thanksgiving uh, with my my parents. And so we uh, we get back on Monday. So I had planned on doing the show. See, I plan my travel around our <laughs> listeners, you know, being available for them. Uh, but way no, to throw so me we're... under the bus. You, is this <laughs> Mitch Marner and Ma- Mike Badhawk all over again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, at, at this point uh, for our listeners, we'll we'll call it TBD. Uh, on next week's show uh, if i can uh, figure something out here we'll we'll make it work but uh, obviously if not we'll be sure to tweet that out and, and let everybody know um, so a, a game time decision is what we'll call uh, next week's show at this point
1: and uh, again i want to finish with a nod to uh, the station here in toronto 105.9 The region who uh, have given us the chance to put our work on their airwaves, too. So we're hopeful that they are in for the long haul. And uh, I have a great relationship with the people there, and they're giving us a a good opportunity here to broaden our. our, bandwidth, let's say, and uh, very excited about that and grateful. That wraps up this episode of PuckCast with Statsman and AJ. Our next episode we hope will take place next week, but that's on AJ, so keep an eye on his Twitter feed. Please remember to send your comments or questions on Twitter. You can follow me, Paul Bruno, as a stat ma- at Statsman22, and you can follow AJ at AJScholes24. As always, we invite you to listen into to PuckCast to get our tips to stay out of the competition in your fantasy hockey planning and research. So long, everybody. <laughs>